Hi, with Julian on the Browno and an Australian election roundup. My initial thoughts on this first week of a six-week campaign to hopefully annihilate the worst government and the most odorous politician to have ever led this country, but it's going to be a tough fight. The first thing I would recommend to everyone out there is to turn the media off for the next six weeks. I am not going to read a story. I'm not going to watch any television broadcast. I haven't actually listened to Scott Morrison speak for more than 10 seconds since he was elected. I can't stand his voice. Um, but I, one of the reasons I started this channel was because I said I made a piece right at the start saying that Australia has the worst news media in the developed world, and it's only gotten worse. We have the most homogenized and narrow ownership of print news media outside of China and Egypt that have state-owned print news media. We're third in the world. And you've got a politician out there, Scott Morrison, who was partying with the journalists covering the election last weekend. This is not good. We have the Murdoch Press on one side of print news media and the Peter Costello-headed Channel 9 own the Sydney Morning Herald and the age side of things. There's no pro-Labour media in this country. Channel 7, 9 and 10 are historically hugely <coughs> pro-liberal when it comes to letting them get away with just about anything. So we have the ABC and SBS and they've been eroded over and over um, <coughs> by the liberal pressure on them and are often um, you know, 50% just as bad as the rest, but still a shining light really compared to the rest. So we're not going to, the job of the media in this country, the news media, it's like they go to school, they go to these posh boys schools, they learn how to chant abusive to women chants on buses, and then they split off. They either become lawyers, investment bankers, the government or the media. And it's all the old, same old boys network. They all know each other. And no matter how sort of progressive writers are that occasionally crop up in these newspapers, the majority of the big decisions are always going to be pro-liberal. And um, there is no escape. So switch it off. If you've got through the last nine years of liberal government and you still haven't made up your mind they they haven't even had prime ministers good enough to stand for two elections so far they've sacked tony abbott they sacked malcolm turnbull and they were so close to sacking scomo as well if you've got through the last three years of some of the worst governance the bullying the abuse the um, sexism scandals, the rape of a staff member, of the incompetence that ScoMo exhibits on the world stage, you know, turn it, having France and China just hate us because he can't actually do anything that isn't revolving around the 24-hour news cycle, his hypocrisy and lying, his... Um, obsession with his fake Scott Cam public persona that he created when he was rolling Malcolm Turnbull, his insincerity, his lack of taking ownership of any issue that goes wrong, his I don't hold a hose mate attitude to life where nothing's his responsibility, where he throws people under a bus. If you could have got through those last three years and you still don't know 
and you are likely to be swayed by the press conferences over the next six weeks. What is the point in you? Are you really someone that's capable of being swayed by the next six weeks? None of us should be. One, you know, gotcha moments. I don't know the rate of unemployment. These gotcha moments are what these pro-liberal journalists are going to hammer Albanese with and uh, Labour and the Greens with all the way through. Adam Bant was absolutely godlike in saying, Google it. None of these, all these press conferences do is they line up a question so that the politician can get a fact or a figure wrong and make out that is an excuse for the last three years. It isn't. It doesn't matter. It's garbage. And our unemployment rate is nowhere near what the Liberals say it is anyway. Why aren't, if, I, if we had a decent news media in this country, they wouldn't be having to go at Albo for not knowing the unemployment figure. They would be saying our unemployment figure is garbage. Because all they do to lower the unemployment figure, the Liberals stop counting people. If you don't qualify for their rigid way of claiming the dole, they don't count you as unemployed. That doesn't mean there aren't a lot more unemployed people out there. They're just not counting. That's how they've got the figure so low. The figure of underemployed and unemployed people is approaching 20%. We have a record high number of people working second jobs just to survive. We have, for the first time in Australian history, more than 50% of our labour force isn't permanent. And we crow about low unemployment when they count people as being employed that are doing uh, that are basically not even looking for work anymore so it's garbage and don't the next six weeks don't matter all scott morrison does is campaign every day anyway we do have to thank scott morrison enormously though for being who he is the state government of new south wales the liberal party and the federal liberal party have employed the same tactic for the last 10 years bring in a new skin clean win an election, when all the problems build up, get rid of them, win an election. It's happened, I think, four times in the state of New South Wales. It's worked every time so far. They just got rid of Gladys, the Saint Gladys, <laughs> and we've, um, they got rid of Abbott, they got rid of Turnbull, and we have to thank Scott Morrison because for the first time, the Liberal Party of either the state of New South Wales or the federal Liberal Party are gonna go to an election with all of their problem baggage front and center, which is Scott Morrison. If he wasn't so tenaciously, unbelievably ruthless, if he wasn't such a political player, Machiavellian political player, who will hold on to power for the sake of power, above all else, he would have been rolled so many times. How do you get through the Brittany Higgins scandal and not be rolled? There are so many scandals that have just attacked this guy. And there's no one to take over. There's no one that's tried to roll him. So either the people like Dutton and Frydenberg, who are just as egotistical, have thought that they're definitely going to lose so they don't really want a job anymore and they're just all going to swan off into the private sector and make millions for their friends that they've benefited while in office. Or they just can't dislodge this odorous human being that is so viciously a bully called a bully by virtually every woman in his party, uh, called a complete psycho by people in his party and a liar. If you don't know who this person is by now and you want to vote for him because of sound bites in uh, his very, very mannered press conferences, what are you? We have a problem with Albo. I did a number of pieces a couple of years ago or a year ago, I think, on 
why Labour needed to get rid of Anthony Albanese. Make no bones about it, Labour aren't ahead in the polls because of Anthony Albanese's small target <coughs> or him ditching policies that aren't, you know, franking credits, negative gearing, stuff like that. A year ago, Scott Morrison wanted to call an election in January because he was dancing Albo to election defeat. Albanese hadn't cut through with anyone doing this small target thing or dropping any policies. All of the right will tell Labour over and over again they won this election if they do because Anthony Albanese dropped all these unpopular policies in, uh, and backed away from culture wars and became a more liberal Labour leader. Garbage. He was losing badly in January last year. Scott Morrison wanted to call an election and since then everything has gone to hell in a handbasket and he hasn't had a week of clean air to do so. That's it. That's why Labour are ahead in the polls. It's nothing to do with Anthony Albanese being a small target and offering absolutely nothing and standing as close to the left of Scott Morrison as possible. That never worked until every single week the Liberal Party were in the news for one scandal, corruption, everything. Rorting, sports rorts, car park rorts, the battle with China, the battle with Facebook, the endless sexism scandals, all of that stuff's been drumming them into the ground, as has the COVID response, as has the bushfire response. That is why Labour are heading the polls. It's got nothing to do with Anthony Albanese, sadly. But don't be disheartened by the atrocious first few days of this campaign. ScoMo will screw up again. The Liberal Party will have more scandals over the next six weeks. If we were reliant on Anthony Albanese turning up at press conference for the next six weeks and nothing happened to the Liberal Party, I would be very disheartened indeed. ScoMo, <coughs> ScoMo lives for this. This is all he does. And Anthony Albanese is not a very good uh, prospect in front of the camera, unfortunately, and a lot of people make up their minds on that. We need Scott Morrison and the Liberals to continue screwing everything up and making front page news for it. And there are so many things in the back burner that could come out throughout this election campaign to do with corruption, bullying, harassment, to do with their, you know, they've just paid off uh, an ex-liberal staffer half a million dollars in taxpayers' money so she would remain confidential throughout the election. There are lots of things that can go wrong. <clears throat> so there is hope. And there, there's also hope in the media actually coming through a lot more. What usually happens is there are cycles uh, where they will continually promote the right-wing government, the Tory party in the UK or, or in Australia, the Liberal Party, and things will get so economically bad, not the economy they're painting, but the real economy, that they need a Labour government to come in for a while so that they can actually fix up things. Remember, the last Labour government was the world's number one performing economy for four of the years they were in power. We were the best performing economy in the developed world coming out of the global financial crisis. And they got hammered and, and, and kicked out of office whilst we were the number one party in the well, number one economy in the world. They got kicked out of office. And the Liberals came in and we slid down the rankings every year since. When they tell you our economy is bouncing back, it's bouncing back to recession levels in 2019. We've got historic 40-year low wages growth, historic costs of living highs. We've got a deficit that they screamed about when Labour empowered that's three times the size. No one can afford a home. People are working second jobs. The economy is garbage. So the fact that wealthy retirees and shareholders are doing very well, thank you, is not the economy. So 
maybe the media has decided, even though they've attacked them relentlessly, at Labour relentlessly at the start, that they're actually going to give Morrison some stick to get rid of him. And if Frydenberg or Dutton had come in, they might have been more favourable to actually supporting them. But I think everyone wants ScoMo gone. And here's the thing. He talks about stability. Don't risk change. He's a third Liberal Prime Minister in this session. He's a third choice. They've already ditched two in this tenure in office. And they'll likely roll him as soon as he wins, if he wins. So the idea of stability and no change is just garbage. And for me, if, if he got re-elected and the Liberals got re-elected, last time I went into a massive fit of depression. If it happened again, I'm probably going to leave Australia. I just can't handle living. I've lived under Tory rule my whole life. I just can't escape it. They have always been terrible. They've always made life worse. And the public keep re-electing them because the media is so good at gaslighting an entire country brainwashing them into believing these things. I mean, the, the worst thing to have happened to this country for me was the, um, the rejection of Bill Shorten. We don't know how much that had to do with um, public billions being spent on marginal seats, but the public rejected a, an astonishingly fine policy platform that addressed some of the major issues in this country. They wanted the Banking Commission, they wanted a federal ICAC, and crucially, had policies on tax breaks for the wealthy, negative gearing and franking credits that are now all gone. And Shorten was a decent man and Shorten was a good performer. And unfortunately, that was the lowest point in Australian history for me. The, 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 the election of somebody that was so called a pathological liar by his own team, who offered no policy platform and no party, but just swanned around in the media offering in himself and his daggy dad persona, that was the low point in me. And I don't, I don't want to live under it. I've got a New Zealand passport as well as an Australian one. And even though I've got no real desire to live in New Zealand, I probably would just to live under Jacinda for a while and get away from the Liberal Party here. It's a game breaker for me. I really, I mean, I said when I was knocking Albo a year ago, Labour need a woman. They really do. They've got Tanya Plibersek. They've got Christina Keneally. They've got Penny Wong. Any one of those three would be wiping the floor with ScoMo now. He wouldn't know what to do with a woman. Instead, they've got someone that looks like they're even trying to look like ScoMo a bit with the glasses. And ScoMo will just harass him and harass him. Albo, you need to get the attack dog out. It should have been. I wouldn't mind changing to Tanya now, to be honest. She would wipe the floor with Scott Morrison. And Albo isn't a good media performer. He need, Anthony Albanese, you need to modulate your voice more. ScoMo lives for this. You need to not sound drony. That has such an impact on the people. And Albo needs to get dirty. Albo is doing what he believes is the right thing, which is not be negative and to stand for things. And historically, that is proven to be a great thing. But... Bill Shorten stood for a lot of great things. ScoMo stood for nothing and just attacked Labour. Why aren't Labour attacking the most incompetent and corrupt and odorous government in Australian history? Attack them. If you're not going to do it yourself and you want to stand for things, where are your attack dogs? Why aren't they absolutely crucifying every aspect? All you're doing is what Bill Shorten did, which is offer policies at the moment. 
That's just giving Scott Morrison free target practice. The Liberals aren't offering any policies. They never will. They've even dropped the notion of a federal ICAC. And to be honest, the federal ICAC is the number one reason to get Labour elected. It could have a transformative effect on this country. Why are so many Liberals worth tens of millions of dollars? If we can get a good investigation into how much corruption has been going on, maybe the public will finally wake up. And that is the one thing I hope for from a Labour government is this federal ICAC. And I hope that the public can see through six weeks of near relentless propaganda that's going to come our way.